Hey, welcome back to the Coffee with Craft podcast. You already know, it's your host, Craft. <laughs> Dear Lord, I actually hated that. <laughs> that was my idea and you hated it. I, I'm so sad. I did not like it. Okay. This is, I feel weird doing it like that. I'm sorry. Just, I'm, it felt weird. Anyway, she's making like random gestures at me like this is my fault. <laughs> Whatever, Sierra. Uh... Anyway, Sierra, speaking of which, I am joined with on this episode of Coffee with Craft, recording for not the first time, not the second time, but the third, thrice, not once, not twice, but thrice times with Sierra Smith. Thrice is a great band, so it's fine. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Sierra, hey, uh, for my friends who don't know you or know a whole lot about you, can you share a little bit about who you are, what you're passionate about, and all that fun stuff? For a third time, because we can't record, apparently. Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, it's funny that you called me just Sierra. I think that's the first time you've ever done that in our entire friendship, because you always call me Sierra Smith. Sierra Smith. everybody else, because (laughs) everyone loves that alliteration, but it's cool. I like it, too. I don't think I'll ever change my name because of it. But I'm Sierra Smith, as you didn't gather from, like, the six times I introduced myself. And I love to sing, and I'm really bad at it. And I love to dance. I can attest to this. She just rocked out to Evanescence in the car. And I'm even worse at dancing. But there are two things that make me feel alive, and I really like doing both of them as well. Oh, goodness. Did you hear that? I did. Oh, God. So did everyone else. Good. I'm, I'm glad my voice just cracked on this. That's fine. Um, but I also really enjoy reading poetry and literature, doing lots of art, hanging out in coffee shops, going to thrift stores, and just being myself and doing my thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've known Sierra for quite some time now. We met uh, back when we were in youth group. Like, we had one conversation, but then didn't really become friends Mm -hmm. until early 20s. Yes. Like, we started just randomly hanging out because of life events and mutual friends, so. And we're still here. We're still (laughs) here. We're actually close now. We're friends. (laughs) We're not just random acquaintances from, you know... On Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, it's amazing how that works out sometimes. It is. You actually get to develop those friendships in the school. It's awesome. Uh, (laughs) So, Sierra, I know that you're on the show today. Uh, We've been really, like, talking about this idea of vulnerability, but when we took a break from recording because we were so frustrated with everything (laughs) that was going on, uh, we really got to the heart of the issue, (laughs) which I think was being honest with how we feel and really what we want. Right. So can you explain, like... What does it mean for us to be honest to ourselves about our feelings and our actual, like, what deep down we really want but sometimes won't verbalize? So I think the reason we struggle with that is we struggle with the idea of being humble. We think being humble means that we can't express what we want or how we feel. And that's not it at all. It's actually the opposite because when we're doing that, we're actually being disingenuous. Mm. And we are not being our true selves by trying to mask or put on this perception that we think somebody else would want. And when we do that, we end up feeling like we are not seen and we are not heard and we feel really alone in the world even if we might be the life of the party. And that's something that I have personally dealt with because I feel like a lot of the time people expect me to be this very lively, outgoing person. Mm -hmm. And I am, that is a part of who I am, but sometimes I get lost in that because I wanna be 
this person for this person and another person for this person over here because those people are different and they want different things. But then when I'm trying to be something different for everybody else, it doesn't work out because I end up not being myself. I'm just method acting onto who I think people want me to be. And I lose myself in that. Right. No, that's, that's huge, Sierra. I think uh, it's so funny that when we hang out with different groups of people, like, I think it's so easy for us to compartmentalize ourselves. Like, this is Jesus, Eric, right? Like, this is the Eric yeah. who goes to church, and this is work, Eric. This is the Eric who goes to work, and this is friend group A, Eric, and friend group B, Eric, and I play a different role in each group. And it's not that you can't play different roles in different friend groups or in different opportunities or positions, but I think... Uh, when we masquerade ourselves or we wear a mask or we try and act like we're something that we really aren't, um, we get lost in the shuffle and we confuse what we really, really want, you know? Um, and what I mean by that is like when you're trying to appease your friends or a mentor or somebody close to you, a parent, uh, another family member, whoever it might be, when we focus on appeasing them, we can lose what we, who we really want to be. We can right. lose who we, or even what we really want out of life. Like, I know so many friends who have picked a career path because their parents told them to pick it. Yeah. But Jimmy crazy. wants to not be an accountant. I don't yeah. have a friend named Jimmy, but, like, that's just, that's just my go-to, like, example. Yeah, and the best um, example I feel like everyone could relate to would be, like, their Twitter selves versus the, their Facebook selves because Facebook is where my parents' friends go to see my milestone accomplishments I've made so far, like my promotion, or the fact I graduated high school, or I'm doing really well here, and I've traveled here, and I just look like this very sophisticated lady that my parents did a good job of raising. But then you go to my Twitter, and it's just not the same at all. I'm this like outlandish, uncensored person who is talking about communion in one tweet, and then just like doing whatever in this tweet that is not resemble communion at all and it's just <laughs> like a wild cycle of like who am I in the midst of all these different social medias and the thing is is I'm an average of all of them right right but if I ever be an average of them then it's not reciprocated well because people expect this image of me and when I don't portray it they're like you're not who I thought you were and that's really interesting to me because I don't really know who I am right now anyway. Right. I'm trying to discover that. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm falling, scraping my knee, getting back up, healing from things. Like, that's just part of the journey. That's just part right. of growing up. I think one of the funny things, especially about being like younger people, because we're 23 and 24 years old, you know, we don't have we don't have it all together, but I think there's this expectation that once you've hit that 23, 22 year old age, like you're supposed to be graduating college, like this is when life is supposed to be figured out. Like if you're not married by now, like oh my word, what's wrong with you? You know, like I can't like go to a family gathering or something without somebody like making a mention of like, hey, what's going on with Eric's love life, you know, or what's going on with, uh, you know, your work life or something like that, but like, or school or school or or something, but like, I'm so much more than a dating relationship. I'm so much more than my job and I'm so much more than my school, you know, like, Yeah. yeah, those are, those are parts of me and they make up who I am, but they aren't the entirety of me. But I feel because of those expectations that people can place upon us, we create this, we create this fake self of like, I'm going to do whatever uh, pleases everybody else around me 
instead of being honest with myself of what I really want out of life. Right. And if I'm honest with myself about what I want out of life, it might take 60 years to get it. Yeah. But the beauty is, I still have 60 years to go after and get it. (laughs) And the thing is, is that I say this a lot, but I feel like, especially in the dating world, boys will fall for different ideas of me but then when they see the reality of me they can't handle it and they just leave Mm. and I understand because I'm a very complex person and I have a lot of different attributes that play into that but it also is kind of hurtful and it makes me want to be fake vulnerable so then that way like you can see a little bit of me the parts that look pretty and maybe the parts that are like a little muddy but I'm not going to let you see the deep stuff because I know you're just going to leave. Like, I know you're not going to be able to handle the entirety. You're just going to go yeah. like every other guy has done. Man, that's you know? so huge. Like, when we're vulnerable with people, we're scared. Like, they're not going to want to be around. Yeah, because stuff gets dark real quick. Yeah. And it gets real real quick. And you realize you're forced to stay with yourself, right? Like, no matter what happens to yeah. you or what you go through, you have to be here. But it's getting comfortable with the idea that you share those things. And if that person doesn't stay or leaves, or if they do stay, you're going to be okay either way. Right. It's kind of having like an inner peace with yourself, knowing that you are good enough right. as is. You don't need someone to tell you you're good enough right. or complete that for you. You are complete on your own. Yeah. When you find someone, they are an accent to who you are. They do not complete you. You don't have another half. Yeah, and I think that's so true in, like, every aspect of our lives. Like, um, when it comes down to it, like, because I'm, like, I'm a a single 23-year-old, you know? So, like, I come from a very different perspective than a dating 23-year-old or a married 23-year-old or something like that. Like, I'm not even talking from a dating perspective. For me, Mm -hmm. it comes down to, like, a friendship perspective. Like, uh, the people I want to be friends with are the people who I can sit across the table from and say, hey, I messed up this week, Mm -hmm. you know? And be real about messing up in front of them and not that it changes their perspective of me but they go yeah man i've messed up too exactly i've made mistakes too and that's okay you need let's empathy. figure it out together you need empathy you, know? you don't need sympathy because if we're being honest nine out of ten of us aren't making the big mistakes of attacking someone in a way that or abusing someone or killing someone like we're not making those mistakes right like nine out of ten of us we're making the mistakes of like man i lied yeah. Man, I, I spent way too much money. Man, I uh, hurt this person's feelings, you know? Like, not that those mistakes don't matter, but they're not like the, oh, my word, you're a terrible person mistake. Like, right. Because as much as I hate to admit it, like, we compartmentalize mistakes. We just do as people. Yeah. Uh, but, like, when we make those mistakes, though, we make those little ones. Those ones that every person makes. Bad decisions about money. Bad decisions uh, in our dating relationships. Bad decisions... Uh, with our friends like those things when we mess up that way and we admit it we're afraid of judgment like that's the other side of vulnerability is that we're afraid of judgment like i don't want to be honest with how i feel because i'm afraid you're going to judge me because there's shame in judgment you know because we share things in order to connect yeah we share those things because we want to feel that connection with our community and that fear that tells us well if you share this they might not connect with you and they might leave and you might be alone 
that's what kind of suffocates us from telling the truth about who we are. But if we don't tell the truth about who we are, then we can't truthfully live out our lives. No, for sure. And sometimes I feel like with those mistakes about money or relationships or how we treat people, we brush those off because we're like, everyone makes them. So I don't need to admit it. I don't need to tell anybody. Like, I'm just going to suppress this. And then get through it and pretend like it never happened. Right. But when we do that, we don't learn. But we when don't we, learn when we When we don't stuff. talk about our problems, especially in a community that is willing to yeah. listen. Like, that's the big thing. Like, mm-hmm. if we want to be vulnerable and we want to be honest about our problems, we need to also model what that looks like to other people as well. You know? Yeah. Like... If I want to be, if I want to be honest with you, Sierra, as my friend, and be like, Sierra, I messed up, and like, I just need you to pray about it, or I need to talk to you about it. I want to hear your advice on it. Like, it has to be a two-way street. Like, you got to be like, you have to come to me and say, Hey, like, I messed up in this area too. Like, I need your help, or I need to talk to you about it and process with it. Mm-hmm. But there can't be judgment, you know? Because yeah. if I were to ever judge you for something you said to me, we wouldn't be friends. You'd have so much content to judge. <laughs> I mean, same for you. But at the end of the day, like, if I did that, we would never be friends, you know? Right. Like, you wouldn't come over and want to hang out with me. You'd be like, "Uh, I'm not driving an hour to see Eric. That's stupid. He's a jerk. (laughs) Exactly. And I think we also kind of, with not being, like, truly seen, that fear of not being truly seen, we do this thing where we try to paint ourselves as something we're not. Because I, on one hand, am very, like, easily influenced I'm easily influenced by the people I follow, by my friends, by my family. They all make impressions on me. There's this Chuck Palahniuk quote that I love, and it says that we are a combination of everyone we've ever known. And that's such a true statement for me because I am so easily um, impressionable. But the problem with that is as I lose myself in those impressions because I'm like, I just want to be like this person. Or I want to be like this person because I want them to like me. So I'm going to be like them. But in actuality, the things that make us connect or flow well is complementary. Not being exactly the same is what makes genuine good friendships. Not being exactly like that person. Because why would you want to just have a conversation with yourself? Like... You need other people to balance cool, good ideas off of you and ideas you wouldn't think of. So we right. can have good conversation from that. No, for sure. So I, I think we all want to be vulnerable with one another or have vulnerability and be honest about what we feel mm-hmm. and be honest about what we really want in life or who we want to be or whatever that may be. Uh, but how do we, Sierra, what do you think we do when being vulnerable or being honest is scary like how do i navigate it when i'm feared of being judged when i'm fearful of people saying something bad about me like how do i how do i navigate it when i'm expecting that or even when it happens i would use the analogy of cliff diving and here's why because you're at the top of the cliff and you look down and you're like oh my gosh that's a big jump It's really far down, a lot more than I expected. And the longer you sit and look at it, the more you don't want to do it. Yeah. Because you see how dangerous it can truly be the more you sit there and think about it. But when you step back away from the cliff and you get a running start and you just jump and you you just dive in and you just jump and you hit the water and come back up, you realize that was a cool experience and you're super glad you did it. But the reason you did it is because you didn't think about it. You mm. didn't overthink it. You just yeah. went for it. And that's got to be the same thing with vulnerability. You just got to 
dive into it, even if it's scary, even if you have doubts, even if you have thoughts. Use good judgment with the people you want to be vulnerable with and then take the risk. Yeah. Like there's a difference between having boundaries with people and putting up restrictions with yeah. yourself. You know, definitely keep those boundaries. Healthy boundaries are good, but don't restrict yourself from something just because you're afraid to. No, for sure. And I love what you said, like, with the people you trust, be vulnerable. You know, yes. like with the people who, like, you can pick out to be like, I think I can trust this person. Be vulnerable. Because at the end of the day, like, it, like we're all human. Right. Like, we got to admit that. And some people, like, they're going to take something you've said to them in confidence and use it against you or use it to manipulate a situation or something like that because there are bad people out there. But I believe people are inherently good, right? Yeah. And so I think if we come to our friends, the people we trust with a problem, and we've judged their character correctly, that, hey, uh, it's all going to work out in the end. Like, no matter what, like, it will work out. Uh, Right. But I've also been burned on that end of, like, where I've had somebody, like, who I've been vulnerable to, and then they've used that against me, right? Like... Mm -hmm. But then what happened? But then I just, like, that person slowly faded out of my life. And? And it's okay, you know? You survived, I right? survived the situation. Everything is fine. And I, like, once that, I realized what that person was doing of being manipulative and being, uh, taking advantage of something that I had told them in confidence, um, that I was like, man, I don't need you in my life. I don't need that kind of person in my life, somebody who wants to do that and I thought I judged their character pretty well and I thought man like this is a good friend of mine like they're not going to do anything to hurt this like this is going to be okay and then when they did that I was like all right something has to change you know right exactly Um, and but I still trust people you know Mm -hmm. like just because someone hurt me doesn't mean I don't trust anybody else ever again I think that's the biggest mistake we make is that when one bridge is burned we don't want to build another one Right, and we have to realize that the content we're using to build bridges doesn't define us. So if something gets out there that someone shares that you put in confidence, that doesn't define you. That is not where your identity lies. You know where it lies, and it's not in that. So I think that's something else we have to think of, too, is that we're scared of sharing things, and we're scared of being ourselves because we're worried we're going to seem crazy or we're going to seem too much and not be enough and all these crazy like ideas that run around in our head of lies that kind of just pile up in there to prevent us from doing the one thing that connects us as humans which is being vulnerable and it takes courage it we does. need to be courageous we are commanded to be strong and courageous and in doing that that means we have to be emotionally vulnerable right and the the sad truth is that we're going to get hurt Vulnerability vulnerability leads to heartbreak. And that hurt is not wasted. But the beauty of it is we learn from each and every fall down. Exactly. Because just because someone messed up doesn't mean you can't trust people. Because for each person that has messed up in my life, excuse me, take us something I said wrong and has misused it or manipulated a situation or done something terrible to hurt me and something I told them in confidence, I can name off 20 people who have never done that to me. Exactly. And who I know I can, like, call up right now and go, like, I know for a fact that five guys who I can call right now and go, um, Adam, Jason, Chris, Ben, Stu, like, whatever, like, hey, I'm going through this and I really, really need your help. Right. You know? And they would sit there and they would listen at 9.30 at night because that's the kind of people they are. That's the kind of friends they are. And rapport is essential 
in these strong friendships. Right. Because I believe intentionality can walk a creepy line if you don't already have an established relationship. Like, you can't just be going, spilling your heart to some random person you For just sure. followed on the internet. Right. Because you don't have that rapport in that relationship. And yeah. they don't know you. Make sure you're building a relationship with people before you're vulnerable with them. Exactly. I think that's I think that's key. Like any of the people who I just named or any person that I know I can be vulnerable with, like even you, Sierra, like yeah. we took like a good solid like five months before we were really vulnerable with one another. Exactly. You know? Because we, we had to get to know one another. We had to like we had plenty of times where we just got coffee together, we hung out with other friends and like got donuts and bills, like all kinds of stuff. But but like on moment one, when it was me, you, Zach, and Tanner hanging out together the first time I met you, we were just laughing and joking. Yeah. And we nothing still do serious. That to this day, right. Which is so great. I <laughs> which just is felt awesome. it bring me to life in the car and you were my duet. And that was one of the best moments of our friendship thus far. I it had never to been have been <laughs> more fulfilled in my entire life. That's not true. Like I've been fulfilled lots of times. But that was a really <laughs> great moment it was an amazing moment for sure but like if we didn't have those moments we couldn't be vulnerable with one another right because the fun a lot the fun the silly the goofy the competitiveness sometimes especially like if you and a friend like get really into a game together like i have friends who like i play video games with who like we trash talk each other like nobody's business (laughs) but then over xbox live we go hey man i'm really struggling with this right now Right after I just Gosh. went, dude, your mom. The video game world is wild to me. It's... I cannot connect. I, I'm always <laughs> offline. I can't do that one. <laughs> I really can't. I That's try. my analogy. You go cliff diving, something I would never do. I go video <laughs> game, something you would never do. Very on brand for both of us, Amen. obviously. Amen. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So, Sierra, because... I really want to know what is the bottom line of this conversation you hope people walk away with? Like when it comes down to being honest about how we feel, being honest with what we want and being vulnerable with others, like what's the big thing you hope the person on the other side of the table with us walks away with? That Sierra Smith is not that great because I am a work in progress and you shouldn't view me as like a final project or a final product not project but and you shouldn't view anyone else like that either I feel like a lot of the time we expect people to be at their best the second we meet them or when we're with them but everyone is going through stuff and people are still learning and people are still falling Mm. and scraping their knee and healing from a lot of different things that life throws at us because we're all walking different paths we're all getting tripped up by different things that affect and mold us into who we are and sometimes it's not good sometimes there's some things that we got to work out but to be able to like have a friendship where you can be like hey i noticed this about you and it doesn't seem like you or i don't like this can we talk about it and work through it together so Mm -hmm. we can grow like that is such a cherished friendship and they're so rare to come by but to be that for other people is all I strive to be I want to be your number one encourager I want to be the person you come to when you need a laugh or when you need to cry or when you need somebody to just sit in silence with you like I want I strive to be that for everyone I come in contact with but I understand how rare it is and I understand that I might not be able to be that for everyone but if I can encourage people to be like that for others then I know I'm doing my job no for sure and I, I love what you said like at first made me a little nervous when you were like Sierra Smith is is a work in progress and I was like ooh but then I was, then you, you brought it home with like but everyone's a work in progress 
And yeah. I think that that's that's what I want the people to walk away with is that like at the end of the day, everybody, no matter who you are, we're all works in progress. Right. We're all making mistakes. Yeah. But when we don't live up to everyone else's expectations and we just live up to who we want to be, the kind of person we want to become, and we stop trying to please everybody else, and then we find the people around us who want to who want us just to be us. Yeah. And are okay with the fact that we're a mess and we're works in progress and that we're all coming along. Those are the kind of people I want you to find to be vulnerable with. Yeah. Cuz those are the kind of people who will make your life better. Yeah, don't be disingenuous just to fall into the shallow end of the pool with everyone else. Right. Because that's the easy way out, and that's not going to fulfill you in life ultimately. Like, you need to go deeper. Because you, you can be with fake people. vulnerable with people if you oh, want to. Oh, absolutely. I've done it. I've right. been guilty of that because we want to make it seem like we have it together. We want to be strong for other people, but we yeah. need to learn to be strong for ourselves first so we can be. Right. Be strong for ourselves, and then... Don't be fake vulnerable. Be real with people when you mess up. Because sometimes at the end of the day, it's an, it's there's no lesson at the end of your vulnerability. There's no like, but this is what God is telling me and it's all perfect. Sometimes you just got to go, man, it sucks. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. Like the two podcasts we recorded before this. Man, they sucked. <laughs> exactly. But then we finally got around to where we needed to be. And now I feel good. I and feel I hope good too. you feel good too. <laughs> it's been, Sierra, it's been great having you on. I want to say thank you uh, for coming in and recording the Coffee with Craft, Craft podcast. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Three whole times. I appreciate it. Uh, so thank you once again. Of course. Thank you for having me. Always. And hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, pulling up a chair, having a cup of coffee with us. I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll pour yourself another cup. And I hope you'll continue in the conversation on the Coffee with Craft podcast. Hey, I'll see you next time.